welcome to the B2B Thought Leadership Podcast, where it's our job to share insights on how to become the go-to thought leader in your industry. I'm your host, Alejandro Sanoja, founder and digital strategist at Latin Presarios, and today our guest is Sam Kellner. Sam is a business performance advisor and Prosperity. He helps and advises business owners, C-suite executives, entrepreneurs, and nonprofit leaders on how to maximize their businesses growth potential to their most important asset, their people. Sam is passionate about providing solutions in key areas like revenue generation, administrative relief, net profit protection, better cost efficiency, employee engagement, and organizational culture. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Alejandro, for having me. Sam, when your name enters a professional conversation in your industry, what do you think are the thoughts and emotions that come up for the people having that conversation? Hmm. Well, at first, uh, maybe, maybe they're a little scared to death that I might be trying to sell them something. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, in all seriousness, I, uh, I, I came to Insperity uh, because of the com company's uh, reputation and um, the 36-year history of uh, um, truly uh, successfully helping um, America's uh, leading small businesses and nonprofits uh, succeed um, so the, that our communities can uh, truly prosper. I believe the, the thoughts and emotions uh, that you talk about uh, that professionals feel about Insperity um, have a lot to do with the company's incredible success uh, over the years. Um, and that plays into um, how, how they, they feel. I also believe that many business and nonprofit leaders uh, make assumptions um, about uh, Insperity and what we do um, without fully understanding the scope of what we do um, and are many times almost uh, um, maybe embarrassed to ask uh, with other large companies like Exxon or uh, HP, Home Depot, um, People at least know the industry and kind of the basics around what they do. Um, and many times I find in our initial discovery meetings uh, that my clients uh, and prospects are kind of shocked by the scope of our services and uh, kind of the premium solution uh, that we provide in the marketplace. Um, they many times assume that we are um, uh, like the other low-cost low providers they've heard about or worked with over the years. Um, and Insperity's reputation uh, um, precedes itself uh, with countless uh, new stories every day that I get to hear um, about how we've made transformational positive impacts uh, on the businesses and nonprofit organizations that we partner with. Um, from helping them navigate the PPP program, uh, uh, even the PPP loan, loan uh, forgiveness process, um, answering the questions related to vaccines in the workplace, um, helping them um, stay out of the courtroom, um, providing uh, their employees with Fortune 500 level uh, quality um, health benefits, uh, which in turn helps them retain and attract top talent for their companies, um, and predominantly eliminating the incredible administrative burden uh, of compliance that uh, we see uh, um, uh, today in today's uh, economy. And really, the list uh, goes on and on. I, I hope that answers that question. Absolutely. And Sam, I've know I've. It's clear that you've put in the work to build up your skills and your expertise, right? And an example of that is you've gone through the executive MBA program at the University of Houston, and you won 
awarded by faculty and peers the most outstanding student. And, and that's one side of it, right? Like you've worked on your features. If you think of yourself as a product, you have great features, you've worked on that. Now, something I've noticed is that you also pay attention to the packaging. It's no secret that the products that have better packaging are gonna have more demand, are gonna be able to command higher prices. Every time we've been in several calls, we've been in, in different events, we met at Bauer. Any time we met, we could say the typical phrase is that you looked well put together, right? Like you make sure you have your books, your background, your videos, everything has to look professional. Can you share with us at what point in your career did you start to pay attention to that side of the equation, to the side of the, the quality of the packaging of how you were presenting yourself as a professional? Well, that's a great question, Alejandro. I, I think um, really it goes uh, as far back as I can remember uh, to when um, my mom, uh, Rita, um, uh, who's a social, was a social worker for over um, 30 years, best heart I've ever known. Uh, um, she always taught my brother and I um, at the importance um, of the first impression. Um, and, and that was, uh, you know, I've, I've been writing thank you notes since I was a young boy, uh, you know, I've got birthday gifts and, um, you know, my, my mom would have uh, my brother and I write a thank you note and uh, ju just, um, you know, I, I was raised uh, um, to live a life of uh, gratitude. Um, and I think um, that all goes into that first impression. So um, to answer your question, I mean, uh, directly, I think it really started back to um, what my, my, my mom especially really uh, taught about uh, making a, a good first impression and stuff. You mentioned good first impressions. You mentioned thank you letters. So it seems that you have some elements that help you be sure that people get to know you and to trust you. If, you, if Sam, if you, let's say we were putting a plan together for somebody that it's right now at college or graduating, what would be some of the steps that you would recommend them to take to be known as professionals in their industry? You know, I, uh, um, I, I've uh, I'm really made it a point uh, um, from an early age uh, um, to um, be um, an, a, a constant um, learner, um, seeking out new, uh, you know, um, educational experiences, traveling, uh, you know, seeing the world, learning about um, other people, ideas and uh, culture. Um, and I, I really think that um, it kind of uh, um, goes, goes back to, to that and just uh, um, always uh, uh, be thirsty for new knowledge. Um, realize, I, you know, I would be the first to admit, uh, actually, probably my wife, Marissa, would be uh, the first to say that uh, I myself is, am still a work in progress, um, but I um, have always... Uh, been who I am, and that authenticity is what um, is really kind of my personal brand. I, I think, um, you know, I, I think uh, I'm being able to be um, straightforward with uh, your your uh, clients, building a um, a place uh, where um, your clients can open up to you um, and be a confidant for them. Um, and uh, to be a trusted advisor, you, you have to be able to uh, 
you know, trust who, um, you know, uh, you're sitting across from. So um, I, I really have uh, tried to um, build my career around that, that idea. Is there anything, Sam, that you would recommend people to not do? For example, I remember when I was starting to build a business, I would go to every networking event. I would meet with anybody that resembled a lead or somebody who was a little bit interested in, in some of what some of the services that we do. And then I learned that, hey, maybe I don't need to go to every event. That's a little bit of a, it could be a, a little bit of a, too much to just go everywhere. Or maybe you don't need to meet everybody, right? Like maybe you need to qualify a little bit, some people to see if there's really um, a, an alignment there with, with what we want to do next. So for sure, I would have some recommendations of some of the things not to do if you want to grow a business. In your case, building that trust and building that thought leadership in, in any professional industry. Are there any things that you would say don't do X to somebody who's starting? Yeah, I, I think um, this goes back uh, um, to when I was in uh, uh, college. Uh, uh, you know, I was 20 years old uh, uh, and I, I got um, a, you know, a, uh, the, the opportunity to, uh, um, serve as a, uh, an intern for uh, President George W. Bush. And um, I worked for his senior advisor um, and, uh, as an intern and uh, in the West Wing um, ju just following 9-11. And something that really struck me, uh, you know, um, de definitely politics aside, it, it was, uh, was just um, how, um, and I remember this on my first day, uh, um, how the president um, shared this uh, belief that, um, you know, you, you're never late to a meeting. Um, and he, he always said he never wanted to be late, late for a meeting because it was all, um, it was because, you know, he wanted to show respect for um, the people um, that he's in a meeting with, for respect for their time. Um, and I, I see, you um, you know, a lot of, you know, things come up uh, and stuff, but I, I see a lot of uh, um, people um, out there uh, in the business development sales world that, um, you know, will, will set meetings and it's, uh, um, you know, they're, they're showing up late. And I, I think uh, from a very young age, that really kind of stood out as uh, um, something uh, um, I, I believe uh, my boss shared with me that back when I, um, that first day when I got started was, was something that um, President Bush expected his staff to be five minutes um, early to, uh, to meetings and, uh, um, or, or you were late. And I, I just, I found that um, just uh, really, uh, um, you know, found him uh, and that leadership uh, quality to be, um, you know, just respecting people's time is a, is a um, just a great quality to have. Yeah, what's the saying? If you're five minutes earlier, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Something like that. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's something that requires no talent, right? By the way, whatever you do, yeah. you you can always uh, be on time. Yeah. Sam. So most people, if you look at people's careers, some recommendations to young people out there trying to be thought, thought leadership could be, or anybody out there could be, hey, stay the course, pick a path and build expertise in that, right? Like the more years that you're accumulating in a particular area in business or in your professional world, 
the better it's going to be for you. Now, in your case, and in my case is, is very similar as well, you've been in the private sector, you've been in government, you've been in nonprofit. Could you share a little bit about how that happened? Is that something that you plan? Hey, I want to have a, a little bit of experience everywhere or is it, or is it was just, this is what I want to do at the moment. And this is where I think I can create the most value. Well, that's a, an awesome question. I, um, I I'm actually, um, no, it wasn't planned, uh, um, at all. I, uh, um, I went into, uh, you know, I started school at uh, George Washington University in uh, D.C. Um, and finished uh, um, my undergrad at the University of Maryland College Park. Um, during that time, I, I got to study uh, um, in, uh, in England for a year at the University of Kent at Canterbury. Um, my, uh, I got to study uh, um, uh, uh, political science and government um, with kind of a minor secondary uh, uh, study uh, um, of uh, business and organizations while I was in, in the UK. And um, my, interestingly enough, one of the classes I took on people and organizations, and uh, I, I wrote a paper on um, multicultural um, and diversity issues uh, um, in uh, large organizations. And um, at the end, we, all the uh, students were getting their papers back, and uh, um, I, I, I had gotten a, um, a really good grade on my, my uh, um, paper, but the, the teacher professor had uh, written on there, come see me after class. So I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, what, what's going on here and stuff. And uh, um, I got up uh, uh, to, uh, to the front of the room after everybody had left. And uh, the professor said to me, um, she said, you know, if uh, I, I know you're um, heading down the path of getting into, um, you know, the public sector and stuff. But if uh, if you don't end up uh, doing something in the public space, uh, I think you have a real great future in the uh, um, private um, space uh, uh, working in, in business. And uh, she said, uh, um, you know, you, you, ha you have a way of um, ex explaining uh, um, in great detail um, your, your, your thoughts. And uh, um, I, I just, it was a great compliment. Um, and so that was, Kind of the, the beginning uh, of where I was like, you know, um, I, I I knew I had always had an entrepreneurial kind of spirit um, about about myself, um, and um, you know, I, I just thought uh, um, coming out of college, uh, um, I moved to uh, um, to Arizona um, after uh, undergrad, and uh, um, really didn't know anybody, um, but. Um, wanted uh, someplace a little warmer than uh, uh, Minnesota uh, <laughs> when I was growing up there. And so um, I, uh, I got um, into real estate. Um, and, uh, um, and then um, from there, um, opportunities came up. I, I have always been, you know, I, I've learned from my, my parents uh, um, over the years uh, about being involved in the community uh, um, as a volunteer and a lay leader. And uh, um, so by getting involved in the community and uh, different ways uh, um, led me into the nonprofit space. And um, so it, I, I was just been afforded some really incredible opportunities uh, um, and just decided to open those doors when those opportunities came. 
Sam, you mentioned being involved in the community and it's evident when you look at your bio and your, and your LinkedIn profile that you get involved in, in many elements when you join a community. And you just, you moved to Houston, I believe around in 2014, right? To, to yep. the Texas yeah. area. So that's, that's not a long time. And in that time you've built, you would think you have to be in Houston or in Texas all your life to build a valuable network. You've been in Houston and in Texas for only a handful of years, yet it's evident that you've been able to build a powerful network. And you've mentioned several different elements through our conversation, but if somebody that's say it's in the same position where they're moving to a new city, they, they want to be able to have the biggest impact, which means connecting with people who can make that happen. What would you say would be your two to two or three step plan for somebody that wants to build a, a valuable network? Um, I would say, I don't want to say fast because we know it's like relationships are like a, a tree and it takes time, but yeah, sure. in, in, in the quickest time, what would you say is, a good one, two, three step plan to build a, a valuable network in a short amount of time. Um, it is a, a very, a very good question. I think, I think for, for me, um, I, I think I got great training, um, by, you know, um, living for a year in the UK, uh, living in DC, um, college park area, then, uh, um, also Phoenix, uh, um, uh, Austin for six months and then uh, Houston. Um, I've had to um, be adaptable, um, but also realize that um, my my network it's uh, kind of goes back to it's a very small world. Um, you know that uh, children's song. It, it's a small world. I'll spare you the singing and stuff, but. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I I really think it's it's amazing uh, um, the incredible people I met, uh, in the five years I worked in, um, in Phoenix, um, you know, I'm crossing paths with here, here in Houston, uh, um, and, uh, in Austin as they do business here. Um, my, my contacts, uh, um, from, uh, uh, you know, my white house and Capitol Hill days, um, are, you know, spread out all, all throughout Texas and, uh, the country, uh, um, that have continued to be, um, you know, thought leaders in uh, to me and mentors to me, um, and um, you know, I think what what I would say, um, I, I think the one of the greatest compl um, compliments I ever got um, from a very close friend was, um, Sam, you you go out of your way to stay in touch um, and stay connected, and uh, they, they said. Um, th this friend lives back home in Minneapolis, and he, he said, um, of all my friends that have moved away, um, you're really the only one that, uh, you know, um, goes to great lengths to do everything that he can to um, keep the uh, relationship going. Um, and, uh, um, you know, we, we sometimes go a few months without um, talking, um, but we pick up like uh, as if we, we hadn't, um, you know, missed a beat and stuff. And so um, I, I think um, tending to the, the network uh, and they don't have to be in your home city because it's, it's amazing. I, um, I reached out to when I moved uh, originally to Austin, my best friend was uh, living there. 
um, at the time. And, uh, um, you know, he, he, uh, he knew people in Austin, but uh, I reached out to um, friends and contacts all across uh, the country um, that, that had, um, you know, great contacts in, in Austin and around Texas. And um, so many people made incredible introductions. So I, I would say first, stay in touch with the people um, uh, and the relationships uh, that you care about um, and care deeply about. Um, and then um, also um, uh, not, not be afraid to reach out to the, those folks um, when, when you make a move um, or even if you're still in the same city, um, you know, reach out to them and you, you never know who they, they may go, oh, yeah, I know I'm X, Y and Z over uh, here. Let me make an introduction. And um, I, I make it a point. I, I want to be um, doing at least two introductions for every one introduction that um, I'm getting. And I think that's a, a great um, way of kind of uh, that, that saying uh, there's that movie, Pay It Forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go into every meeting, um, much like you, you were saying, uh, um, you know, you've always taken, um, you know, every meeting uh, you could to meet new people and, and, and whatnot. And I, I, I've always taken that same approach. Every conversation, I learned something new. Um, and um, I, I've just uh, been really um, blessed to um, have great, uh, a great network that, um, when you know I, I'm a resource and connector for them, uh, they they return um, uh, and kind of uh, pay it back and stuff. Uh, um, and uh, it was never uh, anything expected. It was just um, it was just uh, you know when when you you put yourself out there to help somebody else, um, they're going to do everything they can to help you when um, when the time comes. So um, does that answer that question? Absolutely. So you mentioned getting out of your way or going out of your way to stay connected, nurturing your relationships. And this was something completely different for me coming from Venezuela when I went into power as well. It was network, network, network. So I remember during those two years, I did as much as possible. So power NBA ambassadors, the clubs, the events, everything they asked, I was there. And, and I remember at some point it was a little bit too much. I, like I think it was great. I was able to build relationships during those two years, but I don't think it would be sustainable. So in your case, I know you're involved in a lot of things. How do you find that balance between the leadership positions you get invited? How many things you get involved? Do you have something like, okay, I do my job. I get involved in a nonprofit and that's what I do until I, maybe I get involved in a nonprofit board for, this amount of time and then I after that I transition and, and do something else like what is your organizations or your plan looks around do you send a thank you notes let's say any X amount of days a week I you sit down and do the notes because it can be time consuming to really be up to date with everybody and read the books that I know you're reading and do a good job and conduct the events so how does Sam stay organized to make sure you have the time to, to do all of these things yeah it, it is it's a, it's a balancing act uh, um, for sure I um, it, you and I talk a lot about the books that we read and um, and I uh, 
I just, uh, um, I always enjoy uh, uh, your thoughtful input on um, on a lot of the books that we've discussed. I, um, the one that really uh, stands out is uh, um, really the, that um, essentialism and this idea that uh, you, you kind of um, have to, you know, focus your attention uh, on the things that uh, are going to be um, helping you take uh, steps forward um, and then um, the things that you're most passionate about and you know I'm thinking back to when um, I started my uh, um, staffing and recruiting firm uh, back in Minneapolis it was uh, um, the staffing and, and recruiting company was called uh, Integrity Employment um, I, I was a co-founder of the uh, the company and at our largest uh, we had uh, you know 19 um, employees and um, you know, I, I really think that um, we, you know, uh, from the get-go, I, I helped design a program uh, to help military veterans um, transition from the military into uh, civilian employment and, and life in general. Um, and uh, um, I just, uh, I, I love doing that work. And um, I've carried that passion for um, helping military veterans um, into um, my my professional uh, life through you know ever since uh, I'm launching that program when I got to Houston um, the first couple months after getting settled in uh, my my new job um, I, I I reached uh, I did some Google uh, googling and uh, found um, uh, Career Gear Houston and uh, met the executive director at Career Gear uh, uh, who's uh, Jamee. Um, and Jamee Fishback, uh, um, uh, you know, you want to talk about just uh, um, an angel in, in the Houston community. Um, we we had uh, you know met for what was supposed to be like a thirty-minute uh, meeting uh, over coffee, and uh, um, talked uh, um, for hours about um, finding ways to um, provide recurring um, uh, revenue generation so that um, she could continue to help more and more military veterans transition into civilian employment. And out of that came um, the Champions of Freedom. And I, I made it a point, I now serve uh, as uh, um, uh, a member of the executive board of directors, um, and I'm the founder of the Champions of Freedom uh, fundraising campaign. Um, and um, I've decided that outside of my, uh, my work uh, at Inspirity, um, I, that this is what I'm focused and um, passionate about um, and where, where my time is going to be predominantly spent. Uh, um, and the other element of, of this uh, go, goes back to something, um, you know, my, 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 my parents were always there for my brother and I. Um, my dad uh, loved the saying that the, the, the most important um, the most important job you'll ever have is being a, a husband and a father. Um, and um, now that I, I'm the father of uh, um, a little girl, uh, she's two, and we're expecting a, a, a second uh, um, little boy in uh, um, in, in May. I, uh, I I knew that my priorities were um, providing for for my family. Um, you know, uh, doing a, um, a, a great job um, helping 
um, small businesses and uh, and nonprofits in this role at Insperity, um, and uh, and then uh, my work in the community specifically for uh, military veterans. The military veterans connection goes back to um, my grandfather was a, a Holocaust survivor. Um, he was liberated uh, um, at uh, Buchenwald uh, concentration camp um, by the U.S. Army uh, um, under um, General Patton. And um, I, I just I, I remember at a very young age, probably 13 or 14, just um, just making a commitment to myself that I, I would, um, outside of my work life, I would spend uh, as much time as I could uh, um, helping the, the men and women who serve our country and stuff and, uh, um, and give back uh, for everything that this country has given my family and I um, over the years and stuff. And, um, and so um, I, I, that all uh, being said, um, essentialism, I, I picked you know, family, my, my um, professional work, and um, and um, my passion for um, veterans uh, as my, my um, kind of essential core, um, you know, areas that I was going to focus on. And interestingly enough, when you um, take that approach of essentialism and really narrow it down, not only is your impact greater in those areas that you want to focus on, it's all uh, also um, well, your network will grow exponentially off of those uh, th those um, experiences and uh, and whatnot. So I um, hope that answers the question. Absolutely, and so true. So many so many points. Thank you for sharing that. Number one, and then so many great points you make. We could talk hours about books. I'm sure. Then the, I think it's great the point you make about like picking and, and prioritizing. I think it's Matthew McConaughey who's been promoting his book recently that talks about that, that, that at some point in his career, he realized he was getting B's in like five things. And he said, Hey, I want to get A's in three, right? So family, like mm -hmm. you mentioned family, it's his profession and then his um, nonprofit charitable work. So um, it seems that, some there's some alignment there now sam in in all of this that you do there has to be some component of promoting what you're doing i know you're doing the, the book videos and you're posting content on linkedin you're on camera all the time you're conducting meetings how do you deal with the typical fear of sounding or looking egotistical because you're doing so much self-promotion how do you deal with with the criticism that somebody might have when you start posting content or, or maybe that self-talk, right? Like I think 80% of self-talk is negative. We're always speaking badly to ourselves about what we're doing. So how do you deal with that so that you can push through that and keep promoting what you're doing to, to serve more people? Well, you know, to actually tie it back to a book, I, um, one of my favorite books uh, um, is uh, uh, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Um, and when, you know, uh, I think if, uh, if someone was looking at, um, my, my posts on LinkedIn or my, uh, um, you know, the events that I, I host, uh, for, um, executives and C, you know, C-suite executives and business owners, nonprofit leaders, even government uh, leaders, um, the, they're all focused, um, not not on me uh, um, or uh, on insperity. They're they're in um, they're focused on um, on on giving back and and helping um, 
others. I think I have always known um, the power of what um, American small business does um, for um, our economy. Um, if, if you look at, I think the the, the actual number, uh, 65% uh, or more of net new American jobs come from small businesses. Um, the impact that is being had by um, nonprofits, um, I, uh, you know, here here in town, like Career Gear and others, is uh, um, immense. And so I I focus my um, uh, kind of everything I do on um, on helping either businesses and nonprofits or helping to promote. Um, those organizations that I'm involved in or, or whatnot, um, or um, hel helping my clients uh, grow their businesses. If, uh, if I see, you know, um, something that, you know, a, uh, a client or uh, someone in my network is doing uh, that is really, I, I, I want I want the rest of the network to know about, I try to um, always keep the focus on, um, you know, helping other people grow their um, businesses or organizations and so I, I, I don't ever really feel like it it get, gets back to this uh, kind of uh, egocentric uh, thing because uh, um, you know I've really uh, come at it with my why which is uh, wanting to um, ultimately help um, these businesses and organizations. Now, does that address the, the question? Yeah. Well, okay. So you've mentioned Good. some building relationships having an impact, connecting and in, in, in building your network, helping people through the different organizations that you're involved with. And, and you mentioned something really important, which is we can tie this to the beginning, which is that first impression, right? For you to be able to have that connection, for you to be able to have that impact, that first impression is valuable. So when people ask you, what do you do? And you have that moment to create that initial impression. What is your typical answer? You know, I, I, I usually that kind of a, a generic response, I guess, would be uh, that I, um, I I work with business owners and nonprofit leaders to really ultimately drive increased revenue by managing the risk, uh, improving productivity and containing costs. Um, but um, ultimately, it comes down to um, individual um, learning the individual stories of uh, um, each business and, and uh, nonprofit. In um, all the meetings I've had with uh, um, business executives, owners, uh, and nonprofit leaders, every single one of them um, has a different value driver that um, you know is um, go going to really be the reason they decide to partner uh, with uh, Insperity. Um, and um, it's it's interesting, you know, um, across the board. And um, our, our uh, founder and CEO, Paul Cervati, uh, in his book, uh, Taking Care of uh, Your People, um, it, he, he really talks about the fact that almost every obstacle um, that comes up in, in your, um, you know, in, in the business world, um, but also in the nonprofit world can be tied back to HR related um, issues. Having the right people uh, in the right place at the right time um, is so, so essential. Um, and, um, you know, the, the, this idea of uh, um, really enabling um, business owners and 
the non, uh, nonprofit executives to get back to what they're truly passionate about is where I come in to, to truly um, help them in that, in that regard. And you mentioned, which I think it's mindful to, yes, you have your generic response, but you also try to pay attention to who you have in front to make sure you are communicating what's most valuable for them. And is this something that you've worked through, through testing different things to see what gets a response? Did you write those out and script it so you make sure you have the different answers? Like, how does the process look like? In my case, I'm super introverted. English is not my first language, so I have to basically practice it out and script it for some other people might be more of a natural process. In your case, how does your process look like to make sure when people ask you, what do you do? You're giving a mindful answer to what can be most valuable for them. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so, uh, you know, stepping into this advisory role um, meant uh, that I really felt a, um, a real immense personal responsibility um, to my colleagues and, and the um, insperity um, trailblazers, as I would call them, um, before me um, that have really built on um, the company's stellar reputation. And that reputation um, really kind of has always stood in the back of my mind that um, I'm, I'm helping to carry that, that torch. So um, I, I'm, I've made sure that I, I've worked at um, my messaging and it, it hasn't, you know, um, come, you know, um, easily. Um, I think Insperity offers incredible training, um, probably some of the best training I've ever had uh, in my professional career. Um, and, um, you know, I, I really think that, that that plays a role. So I don't know that I um, ever like um, sat down and, and wrote it out, um, but I, um, I did think about um, it. And as I, I've gotten to, um, you know, meet many, many uh, um, leaders, uh, business and nonprofit leaders, um, those stories, um, the, the stories of uh, um, how um, our, uh, our company is helping uh, them um, in, in different ways is uh, really the, the best way to kind of hone that, that um, personal message. And that only comes from uh, the greatest way to learn is uh, the, from the experience or um, even trial by, by uh, um, fire. Um, and I, I think, you know, looking, looking back, um, you know, when I stepped into this role, um, I've worked with some really credible um, business, nonprofit and government leaders over the years. I, I think back to Elias Saratovsky uh, was my, my um, a re regional uh, director uh, when I worked for the American Israel Public Affairs Committee um, in educating uh, um, uh, America and um, our uh, leaders on the importance of the U.S.-Israel relationship. He is an incredible orator. Um, he, I, I mean, um, when, when he talks, uh, you know, people um, really uh, listen. And he really spent time uh, helping me become a better public speaker and a better presenter um, and and do it uh, in a way that, um, uh, you know, is, is a, a much more um, laid back and um, uh, fluid um, uh, 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 communication style. 
and I, I really have always been um, grateful for uh, everything that Elias uh, um, taught me and um, the time he spent uh, um, with me um, when I was at APEC. My former boss, uh, Byron Cooper, uh, um, at uh, North Shore Steel, is uh, the president and COO there. Um, he's been a longtime mentor who really encouraged me to go back uh, to graduate school mm -hmm. to get my executive MBA. And I got my executive MBA at uh, U of H. Um, and one of the first courses that I took was on uh, public speaking and communications um, with uh, Ken, Ken Hazley, who's the president and principal at uh, Corner Suite uh, Communications. Mm -hmm. And uh, you want to talk about a brilliant um, guy. And uh, just it provided so, so much great constructive feedback um, on, on just communications and public speaking. And over time, just got much more comfortable um, and more fluid with uh, um, my communication style and stuff. So, um, you know, and getting used to um, talking on video and, um, you know, the, this time as we're, we're now on in, uh, in the midst of this pandemic, we're doing almost everything uh, um, virtually. So, um, you know, being used to um, getting on camera um, and not um, not being afraid uh, of it. Um, there, there were a lot of takes that I, I uh, um, it did before I, I posted my first video on uh, LinkedIn and stuff. So, um, you know, it's a work in progress. Uh, again, it goes back to that work in progress, constantly learning. Sam, I think it's it's evident that you are focused on creating value for others, right? Go out of your way to connect with people, doing nonprofit work, working on your skills to make sure you can communicate, giving answers that are valuable to people. So let's think about who is that person that you can help the most out there? If there's some, is it a, a CEO? Is it an executive? Who is that person if somebody's listening and they say, hey, I want to work with Sam? We know you can help them with several different things related to how they can generate revenue, how they can protect their profit, cost efficiencies, employee engagement. But who is that person? If you could pick only a certain group of people, who is that ideal client, like ideal persona that you can help the most? Um. If, uh, that's also a great question. And so I, I, it really comes back to um, the the business owner and nonprofit leader that um, typically start the conversation with, I care deeply about my greatest asset, my people, my, my staff, my employees. Um, when it gets back to what Paul Servati's book, Take Care of Your People, um, when when those business leaders and nonprofit leaders um, understand um, their greatest asset is in their people, um, the conversation flows uh, right from there. So, um, you know, small, small, and uh, to answer your question directly, small and uh, medium-sized uh, businesses and nonprofits with um, owners, executives, uh, uh, as well as uh, um, uh, leaders that uh, um, care deeply about their people. Sam, if there's anybody listening to this and they, they're thinking, I need to get in touch with Sam right now. I want to have a conversation with him. I want to just 
create value with him, what would be a good way to get in touch with you? Is it, we'll, we'll make a link to your LinkedIn profile. Is there any other resource, any other way in which you would like people to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can uh, feel free to um, email me at uh, sam.kellner, K-E-L-N-E-R, at insperity.com. And uh, um, I'll be quick to um, uh, respond. Sam, you also, I would recommend people to follow you on LinkedIn. You share, I think it's weekly, the 90... 90 second book reviews, you're always sharing value. Anything else that you would like to share with the audience? Any other resource, any other link, any other last messages before we close that you would like to share with the people listening to this conversation? Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, first of all, um, thanks again so so much uh, for, uh, for having me uh, um, today. I, um, I, I, I follow everything that you're doing uh, and I'm, I'm excited uh, um, to, to work a lot more together in the coming years. Um, and uh, um, I, I appreciate, uh, um, you know, just uh, um, the, the great conversation that we have uh, um, over books and on uh, um, kind of the new trends uh, coming in uh, the business world. Um, beyond that, I, I would say uh, um, to, to business owners, uh, the C-suite executives out there and, uh, and nonprofit leaders, um, I, I, would, I would love to just uh, have a conversation, learn more about uh, your business or organization, um, find out um, areas that I can um, help you grow your business, um, find out um, introductions that I can make as a, um, a connector um, within the network, and um, um, ultimately be a resource for you, uh, whether or not you ever become a, a client of mine. Um, I, I realize that uh, um, in, in most cases, uh, only w one out of every 10 people I meet with will become clients. Um, but I, I, I would say uh, uh, at least nine out of 10 will be uh, longtime friends and uh, people that uh, um, I can now work with and stuff. So I just look forward to having a conversation, learning more how I can help and uh, um, you know, being a resource and connector in the future. Well, and I can absolutely vouch for that out of that conversation, the event that we had and the invitation that you made. So first of all, thank you all as well for being here. But I can say that's absolutely true. Out of that conversation, we already got two podcast guests. I was invited to a pod, to two podcasts. One related wow. businesses in Houston, the other one, and I'm sure you'll find out about it, it's the, the Bauer uh, alumni podcast. So, so I'll yes. have some fun conversations there with Giovanni as well. So everything I can um, be evidence that everything that you're saying, it's at, that you're focused on creating value for whoever in any way possible. I can say that that's absolutely true. So th thank you, Sam, for being on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have many more conversations, maybe some, maybe we'll have to do a round two at some point, but thanks again absolutely. for being on the show. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. And uh, oh, man, I, I'm hearing that. Uh, um, just uh, um, make, makes me smile uh, year, year to year. That's uh, what, what I'm here for. I try to be a connector. So um, but, uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing to the B2B Thought Leadership Podcast. It's our goal to help you become the go-to thought leader in your niche. That's why we do these interviews and we create the content. So 
If you want more of it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and all the podcast platforms and especially subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that subscription button, click the notification bell so that whenever new content comes out, you are the first to know about it. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.